The way we consume and share news to date is largely rooted in social media outlets, the reason why we decided it's important to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute, we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Hi. Looking bright and orange. <laughs> there, there's another person out there sitting out there wearing orange. Is that so? Yeah, Diane. Diane's wearing orange today? Yeah, she's like, happy Orange Wednesday. <laughs> Let's make that a thing. <laughs> like, wasn't it in Mean Girls? Is that an old reference they had on Wednesdays you wear pink? Mean Girls? Okay. That was such a long time Moving on. <laughs> Reference is getting old. I need to watch new movies, apparently. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Speaking of good old days, uh, the return of Psyworld. Yeah. Um, some arguably call it the first generation social media. Others may argue that was not social media. It was more like a blog and wallow and share pictures. But anyway, either way, it's making a comeback. Blog and wallow... Isn't that what social media is all about? Is it? I don't know. Instagram is very different. Instagram is all about, look at me, look at me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> look at how fabulous my life is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Instagram is all about, too, if you think about it. Yeah, and TikTok is kind of, I yeah. think, in line with that. We're not singling out social no, media, no, no, look, no. because we have an entire segment uh, around yeah. it. But, I mean, I guess there are some pros and some cons. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, it was the dominant social networking <laughs> platform here in South Korea mm. before Facebook came along. I was an avid user of SciWorld until really? 2008. And then I, I um, switched to Facebook. Okay. Uh, and there has been a lot of buzz surrounding the comeback of SciWorld this past year. Mm. Well, the platform is finally set to reopen this Saturday afternoon. And it has its own cryptocurrency that users can purchase <laughs> to decorate their virtual spaces. It all sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Because that was a b- very premise and, and the promise of yep. SciWorld was not you can decorate your own space, kind of like you're decorating the interior of your own home. That's right. You can put background music. We've been seeing a return of those old school yeah. songs as well. So I guess it all goes in hand in what's trendy these days. So it's called SciWorld Z. Yeah, that's the company that <laughs> bought SciWorld last year. It announced yesterday that the, the homegrown mm. platform will be officially re-released at 4.42 p.m. I'm not sure what the significance of that time mm. is. Mm-hmm. 4.42 p.m. on mm. Saturday mm-hmm. on three app markets, including mm. Google and uh, Apple mm. App Stores, mm. as well as one store. That's fascinating. Yeah. If you guys are online right now, look it up. I have no idea. We did a quick search and we couldn't come up against <laughs> anything obvious. Yeah. Um, SciWorld now has its own cryptocurrency. I guess the biggest criticism against SciWorld, the old school version, was that it was outdated. It just couldn't keep up with yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and everything else that came afterwards. That's right. Now, SciWorld, uh, the operator, unveiled a plan to launch its first ever cryptocurrency called DTR, short for Totori. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, right? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> to create what it is calling a global life cycle blockchain ecosystem. Oh, it's a mouthful. Yeah, just it call it what it is. The new and improved Totori DTR. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. So for those of you who are curious, Totori means acorn in Korean. Right. And, um, you know, uh, SciWorld had introduced the idea of a cyber currency 
almost two decades ago to Koreans long before the current cryptocurrency craze. That's a fair point. Yeah. Long before cryptocurrency is what it is today. Yes. And Totori back then was not what it is today. <laughs> However, it introduced the idea yeah. of, you know, buying goods online, especially to decorate your space online That's and right. to decorate your avatar online, yeah. too. Yeah. Right? So users decorated their avatars, their personal pages right. with background music and these pixelated <laughs> decorative items uh, using cybercurrency Totori purchased with real money. Now, right. in fact, Totori was used by nearly 32 million users as a cybercurrency on the SciWorld platform at the time. That's 32 million users. monumental amount. Yep. So I, I feel like that's almost everyone who was on the site. That's right. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned before, news about SciWorld's return has been creating a lot of buzz here in South Korea. I mean, they did a soft launch. It didn't go so well. They said, okay, two steps back. We're yeah. going to reconvene. And now they're ready to release uh, their SciWorld new and improved 2022 version at 4.42 on Saturday. <laughs> um, yep. uh, but SciWorld operator says it, it is not really relying just on nostalgia mm. because that was also the criticism, right? Is that enough? That's right. Now, SciWorld's goal is to rekindle that golden age of SciWorld uh, by creating a metaverse ecosystem that incorporates extended reality, augmented reality, and uh, blockchain technologies as well. Mm. Now, SciWorld Z is also planning on incorporating a non-fungible token platform business. <laughs> Surprise? Not really. <laughs> Photos, for example, can be saved as NFTs, <laughs> and users will be able to receive Totori in exchange. It's funny because they took like three steps back. They're like, okay, jump into like the future that we don't understand to stay relevant <laughs> against all these big techs in the industry yeah. already. Um, Meta is not doing so well since their promise of trying to yeah. really, really go deep in the metaverse. Yeah. So we'll wait and see how this competes. But for those who are driven by nostalgia, yeah. this sounds fun. Yeah. And it's just a few days away. All right. Uh, less about cyberspace, more about real world. I guess they're both real worlds, but you get the gist. Yep. <laughs> Soaring cost of flour, spelling bad news for local bakeries and noodle restaurants. Of course, they're the ones that are hit first. Yeah, the increasing cost of wheat and flour is uh, ringing a lot of alarm bells here in Korea. In October, there was news that the price of packaged instant noodles rose by 11% compared eesh. to the same period uh, the previous year, which was the highest surge in nearly 13 years for the price of ramen noodles. Now, the cost of instant noodles had already started its upward climb since August last year with increased prices of raw materials, mm. including wheat and, of course, flour. The thing, it's ironic because it's supposed to be the affordable dish, yes, right? And the beacon right. of that. And it, if it goes up, we notice it a little bit more, don't we? Yeah. Uh, according to the Korea Rural Economic Institute, the price of imported wheat was $344 per ton in October last year, mm. which is close to 20% higher compared to the same uh, period the previous year Look in 2020. That. Now, this upward trajectory of wheat prices have continued and is leading to even higher prices with the war going on in Ukraine. Of course, with not a clear end in sight. And of course, if consumers are already feeling the burden of the rising cost of raw mm -hmm. materials, and things are about to get much worse before it gets any better. Because if you think about it, the rise in price of raw ingredients does not immediately affect the consumer price right. index, but maybe shows up in the following months. Yes, that's right. 
Now, local bakeries and noodle restaurants have been struggling since last year. Mm. Uh, for many small business owners, buying and storing flour in bulk in uh. advance is not an option. Why? Because they simply don't have the space to store large amounts of flour. And this means the small business owners are exposed to the risk of direct impact from f- price fluctuations. And uh, compared to small business owners, yeah. large conglomerates purchase flour in bulk before the prices go uh, up, which minimizes the impact caused by uh, the price fluctuations. Because those conglomerates would have warehouses yeah, and factories course. big enough to store as they much flour. They have the infrastructure. Right. Uh, it's most ironic because it feels like the small and medium enterprises need the help more, right? Yep. Uh, most of the flour used by restaurants and bakeries are actually imported from overseas, which is why this is a problem. That's right. Now, according to the Korea Rural Economic Research Institute, the price of wheat futures on the Chicago Futures Exchange as of March 25th was $405 per ton, which is up 43% from oh. the end of last year. From the end of last year, it's March. It's been three months only. And, and, and I'm assuming in this upward trend, there isn't a peak yet to be seen, right? right it's been correct. on a steady incline. That's right. Now, the price of wheat soared to $475 earlier this mm-hmm. month on March 7th after Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, $475, by the way, is a close to 68% higher compared to the same uh, to the end of last year. So when you put it in numbers, it's hard for us yep. to avoid. Uh, Ukraine in particular is known as the breadbasket of Europe. It boasts some of the most fertile lands in all of the world, which means it, it directly impacts the European market, too, of course. That's right. Russia and Ukraine, in fact, account for about 29% oh. of the world's wheat exports. Uh, simply by volume, Russia yeah. is the world's largest wheat exporter. Uh, the aftermath of restrictions on wheat exports from both countries mm. and the resulting rise mm. in wheat prices is affecting not only domestic food companies, but mm. also small business owners and, of course, the self-employed as well. The questions have been raised about what has changed since the Cold War and, frankly, Russia's stance and the global supply chain is much more prominent mm. and complicated. Uh, does South Korea import flour from Ukraine as well? No, not directly. Okay. Uh, but uh, industry experts are keeping close tabs on the current situation mm. because prices of imported wheat from, say, the United States, mm. Canada and Australia. Australia could be affected mm. by the Ukrainian crisis. All right, before I let you go, because there's a lot of excitement and buzz around this story, especially <laughs> yeah. for everyone with children, Legoland to open in Chincheon on Children's Day. Yes, uh, Legoland Korea is officially the 10th Legoland in the world mm. and the first global theme park here in South Korea. <laughs> it's officially going to open in the city of Chuncheon mm-hmm. on, well, very appropriately, Children's Day, <laughs> which falls on May 5th. Uh, the Kangwondo Provincial government held a completion ceremony for the theme park in the city on Saturday. Mm. Uh, and the ceremony comes 11 years after the MOU was signed in September of 2011. It took many years. Yep. But it's here now, ready to meet all the children and the parents. Frankly, it's enjoyable for everyone. And, it's and it's also a resort. It features 150 Lego-themed rooms and suites. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine your bed being made of Legos? Very hard. <laughs> <laughs> the first Legoland opened in Denmark back in 1968. I had no idea. Yeah. And the latest property opened in New York State last September. Yes. And I believe this is the first one in Asia. That's right. The theme park in Korea is going to have a trial opening uh, from April 1st mm. through May 4th and officially open on May 5th. How do I get on the VIP list to go see it before <laughs> everybody else? I don't know. Do 
have to be an influencer? I'm really not. Probably. <laughs> in this day and age, yes. <laughs> Important question. Of course, cost. How much is the entrance fee? Uh, the entrance fee to Legoland Korea is 60000 won or $49 for adults and 50000 won or $40 for minors aged between 6 to 12 years of age. All right. So there yep. you have it. So on May 5th yes. is... But it'll be really crowded. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Erica. Pleasure. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.